And now for something purposely positive. Welcome to Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive Podcast, brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. This is Tony Wexler, your host, and on this podcast, we talk about positive issues to bring positive content into the world. There's a great quote from Walt Disney that goes, let your heart be your guide. It whispers. So listen closely. And I also love what the American business genius and founder of Apple, Steve Jobs, once said, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about how to follow your heart to success. And to help me with this topic, I want to welcome my amazing new friend, Andrea. Andrea, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Tony. I'm so happy and grateful to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, Very excited. I'm excited to record this episode mm -hmm. and just to talk about this topic because I really think it's so important. Too, too many of us get stuck in our heads. And one of the things I learned from Tony Robbins, who's one of my mentors, is when you get in your head, you're dead, you're right? Dead. That's right. You sit That's and you right. overthink. And it's like, yeah, so yeah. following your heart is so important when it comes to success. So tell us a little bit more about you, because I know you have an amazing story and how this topic truly resonates with you. Of course, of course, happy to. Well, my story, I guess it begins um, in a small country called Romania, a not, not so wealthy country, a not so rich country, right? Where I was born, my parents, they weren't... Um, they weren't financially free. We weren't even average. We were a bit below average when it came to financials, but they really, really did their best for me not to feel the lack, right? So I was a happy child. I was a normal child. I was taking dancing lessons. I was, I was, I was just loving life, you know, as you do. And there was this one day when my life completely changed. I was 16 years old and I was walking down the street with my best friend and Suddenly, I just could not take one more step because I got out of breath. And it was very, very weird. It was uh, my, it was like my body simply shut off. I didn't want to listen to me anymore. And of course, what do you do? You get scared, right? Um, so I stayed there and I called my mom and I was I was I was telling her mom, there's something happening. There's something really, really wrong happening to me. I need you to come and pick me up. And, and she really couldn't. So the road from, I think it was 10 minutes to home. It was the most difficult thing. Anyway, fast forward, they checked me up and we thought it's it's my lungs, right? Because if you cannot breathe, you immediately think, oh my God, something's wrong with my lungs. But it was not. They took an x-ray of my lungs. They're like, great news. Your lungs are fine. And I was so happy. Right. And they go like, but I was like, there it comes. But your heart is almost as big as your lungs. And I thought, excuse me, what? <laughs> of course, in my I was 16. Right. And, and in my mind, I, I didn't really understand how serious this is until 
I was on a hospital bed and my godmother, because no one else had the courage to do this, she told me, you know, they told us that you're going to need a heart transplant. It's the only way you're going to survive. So you can imagine what happens in the head and the heart of a 16-year-old when she hears you're being ripped apart from your from your normal life, from your friends, from the music that you love to make, right? From the fun you have. Now we don't know if you're actually going to survive. As you can imagine, you never think that it's going to happen to you, right? We never think it's going to happen to us. And I don't mean to get you scared or get anyone else scared, but I do mean to make this clear. And that is we never think that it's going to be us that's going to be on the side of such a challenge, right? But it sometimes is when you expect it less. So anyway, I was hospitalized for a few months in Romania and Given that the health system there is not that great, I was one of the lucky ones. And I do not want to know how many people actually haven't made it because of this, but I was one of the lucky ones that actually got the chance to come to Germany to have this surgery done. What happened is I got to Germany in a very critical condition. They said if you would have waited not even one more week, you wouldn't have been here anymore. What happened is that it got worse and worse. And on the on Christmas in 2010, I had a stroke. Yeah, that was my Christmas gift in 2010. And which left me with, uh, it left me paralyzed on the left side of my body, right? Which may- meant I could not move anymore. Half of my face, my left arm, left leg, anything was gone. I could not use them anymore. As you can see now, I can. <laughs> yes, I got a stroke. And it got worse and worse. I had to have multiple surgeries. I got two artificial hearts. It was a crazy period of time. And I remember on the 31st of December, 2010, a doctor, my favorite doctor, came to me and he told me, he just laid down and whispered to me. It was around 7 a.m. in the morning. I remember it because it was the first and only night I could not sleep and I would watch the clock on the wall in front of me, I could see like in the movies, you know, in slow motion, every single minute passing by. For whatever reason, that was my night before the surgery. And the doctor came to me and he goes, he whispers in my ear, we have a heart for you. And it is a strong heart. It is an amazing heart. It's going to fit perfectly because, you know, they do all these tests. Does it actually fit with your body, right? It is an art and a science to it all. And I was, I think, not sober enough to realize what it meant. I was, I'm guessing euphoric in that moment, right? I called my parents or or the doctors called my parents. I don't 100% remember this part, but I do remember that they hurried. I don't know how they got there so fast. They hurried to the hospital. I was taken to the, to the surgery, I don't know, 7 a.m. in the morning, 7 something, And I was out of the surgery at 12 in the night, midnight. And then my new life started. It was 1st of December, so to say. So new year, new life. Wow. That's amazing. I I can just see this. It must have been just just so scary at at that age. I mean, you're young. You're 16 at the time. You're got your whole life ahead of you and all of a sudden there's this great challenge 
What what do you think got you through that? First and foremost, being 16, I had a will for a life that maybe older people wouldn't have had still because they would have been through life for way longer. They wouldn't have had the same energy maybe. So I feel like there was that young energy inside of me that kept me going. It was the hope that I'm going to go back to my friends, that I'm going to that I'm going to somehow overcome this all. I was dreaming of a normal life, right? In my head, physically, I was pulled apart. Like, I was pulled away from my life. But in my head, I was still living there. And I was feeding on those memories, right? The love that I had for my friends and so on. Another thing was the fact that I had the support of my parents, of course. I kept thinking about all the beautiful things that happened, even though the situation was so crazy, right? And I was suffering a lot. I don't want, even want to start talking about the, the physical pain that I was going through, right? Tubes and stuff like that. I'm not going to tell it. There were so many people that came together to actually help me, to help a soul they wouldn't even know. My friends raised money to come to Germany because the transportation had to be a special one and we had to pay it for it ourselves, which we could not afford, of course. So there were concerts for me. There were theater plays, you name it. I had a lot of friends that were doing art, which I loved so much, making music, right? So many people donated that they gathered a huge amount of money to actually be able to pay for the transportation to Germany. And I would get these videos these pictures my friends would send me of people just lighting up candles and just praying for me at the concert or lighting up their phone or something, right? And I would think, oh my God, I feel all the prayers. I felt all the love. I felt like there was kind of a miracle, right? Happening. So that also kept me going a lot, to be honest. And I did not lose hope. I did not lose hope because as they say, hope dies last, right? And I was not there. I love that. You know, that's one of the great things in life when we believe and have that faith and almost like a childlike faith where we believe that anything is possible. And I think when we translate that to success in life, it's the same way. I mean, we have to believe that it can happen. We have to open our hearts up to say anything in life is possible. But one of the things, Andrea, that I noticed is that you didn't focus on your problem. You didn't focus on what was expected. You didn't focus on the expectation. You focused on the appreciation. You appreciated Mm -hmm. the love of your family and your friends, your friends who who came out to support you during this time. And it's just, yeah, I'm like uh, emotional over, you know, as I think about that. And then- And strangers, strangers, not knowing who they're helping wanting to help the 16 year old that needed a heart transplant it was incredible how many people yeah. just organized themselves to make it possible yes i have focused on the positive because you see otherwise i, I feel like in those situations you have two choices either you go down or you go up i know it mm-hmm. sounds easy to like the way i say it but either you allow them to take you down 
and finish your life, so to say, because if I would have given up, probably I wouldn't be here anymore, like here in my head and in my heart. Mm-hmm. If I would have given up, I wouldn't be here. But I allowed the situation to actually slowly push me up, lift me up, all the love and all the positivity. And it is difficult. I'm not going to lie to you. Of course, there were moments when when, when it was super difficult, right? They also gave me a lot of rocks. I don't remember a lot of things. <laughs> I bet. A lot of painkillers, crazy painkillers. I don't even know. But yes, it is very, very important to make the decision. Is this going to put me down or is this going to lift me up? Right? Yeah. Is this going to put you down or lift you up? And, you know, that yeah. reminds me. Well, first off, I always say that everything in our life, we really it really starts with a decision, the decision and the desire that we have and your desire to live a rich life. And now you've chosen to use this life to impact people and to make other people's lives better. And we're going to get into that as we go along today. But that decision, you had two paths to go on. And I talk about this in my ebook, Strive to Thrive, and that is we can go down the negative path or the positive mm-hmm. path. We can choose to worry about oh, what's going to happen next. You know, this mm-hmm. could happen. That could happen. What happens if I don't get to the hospital? What happens if they don't find the right heart? What happens if, and, but we don't know what's going to happen. It's in the future. So why focus? Why go down that negative road? Go down that positive road. Expect the best in any situation. Always expect the best, and you'd be surprised at how much that alone changes your life. And again, back to what we were talking earlier, the gratitude, grateful for all those people, even grateful for music. And that's something you and I share. We're both very big into music. We're musicians. So that is uh, something that really makes us happy. So you focus on the things that make you joyful. And And that give you energy. Yes. And when you're in that state, of gratitude, appreciation, joy. You know, I always say, and this is something that I came up with early on, and that is when you appreciate your life, your life appreciates. Makes you back. Yes, I love that. Absolutely love that 100%. 100%, it shifts your energy. And of course, if you believe in the law of attraction, I strongly believe in it. I didn't start. I, I When I started, I didn't believe in it, but it, it just happened and i observed it and of course depending on your energy depending on what you put out there and how how you welcome challenges so to say into your life so you attract right because challenges are going to come we cannot i always say like whatever happens whatever is going to happen is going to happen anyway right i I do believe there's something beyond our control i mean I'm not so, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. I do believe there's something out there, call it God, call it universe, that actually guides our lives, right? I do I do believe we have a free choice, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I do think we're guided. And whatever happens, whatever challenges are going to happen in your life, they're going to happen anyway. So why suffer in advance? Right? Yeah, why that's suffer? Huge. Too many people are walking around in in that mindset. They're suffering in advance. You know, they get a diagnosis. They get a bad report at work. They get something in their life. You know, maybe they they get out of a relationship and they're going to focus on on the suffering part. And you you can't focus on that. You have to turn that around. And, you know, 
of course, you could say people out there can say, well, that's easy for you to say. But you know what, Andrea, when you say it, it has <laughs> so much more power because you were there. You were in this situation where a lot of people would have given up, would have gone down that negative path. But you were able to stay positive And we're having this wonderful conversation now. And, you know, we're going to talk more about success and following your heart in a more of a uh, a spiritual and emotional sense. In your case, you follow your heart. You have a new heart in the physical sense. So that's what I thought was so cool. All my hearts. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So let's, but let's go back to that, that, uh, that morning, that day that mm -hmm. your, your new life started. I know probably you were a little bit doped up from all the medication when you woke up and you started to realize what had just happened. Mm -hmm. Tell me about how that made you feel. When I woke up and I woke up around, I think a week after the surgery happened, I just remember one thing I told you, I, I, I'm not really religious right now, but I used to be. And I remember, you know, I don't know what religion you have, if you have any, but um, I am Orthodox Christian. And we have this like icons, I don't even know how to call them, right? Pictures of God, of sure. um, of Mary and so on and so forth. And I remember my father went to a, to a monastery, which was supposed to be like a huge thing. And he prayed there while I was sick. And he brought me one of those, one of those icons, right? One of those pictures. And... I remember that when my mother and my father came to the hospital before the surgery happened, my mom gave me this little picture, right? And she put it, she put it under, under my pillow. And she said, like, may it be with you, may it protect you. And gosh, am I getting emotional right now? Because I haven't actually said, told this story until, until now. I remember waking up after after one week and seeing that picture because I was of course head up and I when I opened my eyes the first thing I saw was that picture hanging from the monitor that was showing my pulse and everything right and that was the first thing I saw and the first thing I felt was for the first time in a long time my heart beating very strongly into my chest wow I have chills <laughs> yes <laughs> And I thought, I'm alive. That was the first thing. But the first feeling was such a feeling of gratefulness, a full life, of a full spirit, of a full soul, of a, of a holy miracle happening. I don't even know how to, yes. how to actually put it in words. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was just this feeling. Yes. It was first a feeling and then a thought. I think it was first a feeling and then the thought. Gratitude. And then I thought, I'm alive. Like, mm. gosh, I'm alive. Okay, what's next, right? So, of course, I wanted to know, hey, what what's happening right now, right? What state am I in and so on and so forth. I'm guessing what you want to know is also how I reacted to the whole change, right? It was, of course, a crazy thing. And... um I'm not going to stay here and pretend that it wasn't difficult. I'm not going to pretend it wasn't, I wasn't sad. I didn't have my low moments when I saw that I cannot move the left side of my body. When I was in a wheelchair, a 16 year old in a wheelchair, right? Pushed around by the parents for the first time. 
they had me on very strong meds, which was, um, they made me retain a lot of water. So I, I looked like a panda, like a koala bear or a panda bear, right? Like my, had a moon face, that's how they call it and so on and so forth. So all these things definitely had an effect on me in the beginning. But um, I was motivated. I was I was motivated to just get back to to my life, right? To get back my life, get back on my own two feet, and I am back on my own two feet to learn to walk again, right? To move my mouth again, to learn to talk again. I could not because of everything that happened. You know, I was intubated and fed artificially for a very long time. So. I had to kind of like start from the beginning. I was kind of like a child. I just remember I was motivated and I was celebrating every single little moment. I I, I remember the big party that was in um in the hospital when I started moving a finger. It was my from my left hand. It was my um was it my index? Yeah, it was my index finger. I think I was just so so grateful, and I don't think people can understand that much how grateful someone can be for moving a finger a bit but you only understand it the moment you lose it and this happens in life all the time you know we understand what we had the moment we lose it oh that is so true even something simple as you know i tell people in my coaching practice and just even when i'm doing my talks to always write down three things that you're grateful for before you go to bed at night. They can be anything, whatever comes to mind. And if we think about that, the fact that we can move our fingers, the fact that we're laying in a comfortable bed where so many people in this world are not. Mm -hmm. So if we focus on those grateful moments and you focusing, so it's, this is really, it's a story of following your heart. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that as well, but it's a story of gratitude. Andrea, I, I want to share a little, little bit. I don't think I've ever shared this story on the podcast, but you know, it just, you reminded me of this situation. Sure. And uh, when, uh, when my daughter was nine years old and she's mm-hmm. grown now, she was hit by a car. She was riding her bicycle. And fortunately she had a, a bike helmet on and she was, it was a very bad accident. And long story short, she ended up having a bleed in the brain area and she had to have uh, emergency brain surgery. And uh, fast forward about a week later and we're in still in ICU. She hasn't woken up. They have her in a medically induced coma and she's just laying there. And I remember I was in the hospital room with her. We had no idea. I mean, we were grateful for how things were going so far. But we didn't know what was going to happen at that point. So uh, I picked up a Bible and uh, I just opened it up to whatever page it would open up to. Now, one of the interesting things about this particular one is they put the words of Jesus in red so that they kind of pop out on the page. Everything else is in black print, but the, those words are in red print. So you, it's mm-hmm. just it's in the New Testament. So again, I don't know what religion anyone is listening or what they believe i'm just telling this story because this is what happened to me this is my Mm -hmm. experience so i opened it up and i looked down at the page and the words in red that i first looked at were these words only believe and she will be healed oh wow it was like i got chills 
Yeah. I have chills right now. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was okay. the story of when Jesus was brought to heal a little girl's uh, or a little girl who had actually died and he brought her to life in the story. But that was, it just happened to be the page I didn't pick. I just opened it, opened it up. So I want to tell you that sometimes, you know, th there are miracles that happen in life. And, you know, what you went through was a miracle. What I went through with my daughter was a miracle. And sometimes I think more miracles happen around us than we really know and understand. So I think part of living our life is to walk around and notice those miracles in our life, <laughs> those things that we took for granted before. And, uh, yes. you know, you cannot take life for granted. If you want to start following your heart to success, start moving forward in that direction, as uh, Thoreau says, move in the direction of your dreams. You have to start by recognizing all of the beauty around you and all the things that you have and appreciating yes. those things. And when you do that, then it doesn't matter because you will live a full and thrilling, exciting life. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of what I got out of your story as well. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for sharing. It really touched my heart. You know, I heard Sting once and it was a story about, I'm not sure if, if maybe Tony Robbins was telling it or someone else. I'm a huge fan of Tony's as well. But he was saying that if you're complaining, think about it. If you're complaining, there, there's one person that's complaining all the time, thinks like, oh my God. Yeah, it was Tony that was saying this. Yes. Like, oh God, like you made those ants and they're biting me and they're so they're so mean and 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 the weather is bad and oh look I, I don't have enough time in the day and and I'm out of money again too much month at the end of the money again and there's another person who says like oh my god look at those those little creatures that you created they're so strong and powerful like one of them can can bite me and can create all this all this sort of like itchy itchy spots and everything and oh my god like we have so much diversity so many seasons and you never get you never get bored right it's raining and it's sunny and so on and so forth my god you're so amazing god you created all this diversity and this beautiful beautiful life like who do you think God is going to want to hang around with, right? Exactly. The grateful person, of course. Of course. Of course. He doesn't yeah. really want to hear your complaints about his amazing, beautiful work. Call it God, call it universe. Again, doesn't matter. There's a quote from Wayne Dyer as well. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he says, Yeah, very much you, so. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look yeah. at change change exactly exactly yes. I and love that's how your, your your whole life can change when you leave your expectations you know we expect things of other people that mm -hmm. uh we expect good weather you know if we're yes. getting married we expect not to have rain on the wedding day like there was an old alanis morissette song called ironic isn't that ironic in the first line it's like rain on your wedding day a free ride when you've already paid um <laughs> some good advice that you'd just don't take. And, and it talks about the ironies in life, but we need to just learn to reframe everything and appreciate those things. And that, that is really what true success is. It's not how much money you make, although making a lot of money, there's nothing wrong with it. In fact, it's a great nothing. thing because you can, you can solve problems simply by writing a check. If you have yeah, it's a tool, it's a tool, depending on your values and how you mm -hmm. use it, it's going to make you more of what you are. 
but learning how to appreciate the world around you. That's, that's what I really find is true success. And the, uh, what you went through um, when you were young, that has given you, uh, I'm sure a new appreciation in life. And um, yeah, it's, it's really hard to complain about your food being overcooked or a little bit cold in a restaurant when, you know, you've gone through an experience where you maybe would not have gotten up from that. So uh, I think that's yes, just... it's, it's definitely a reminder. And I got a very strong reminder four months ago when I had had another heart surgery, right? It had to be repaired a bit. And, and I realized how much I got lost in the little things little everyday things that we do and we think and and how much I forgot about the most important lessons that uh, I learned 13 years ago right when I had a heart transplant and they just came back to me together with all the gratitude for life and and everything else it definitely is very difficult to um to complain about the little things I I hard I find it hard and very frustrating because Every single time I, I have something small I am about to complain about, it definitely, the experience definitely pops up in my head. And uh, I go like, no, no, like you, you, you got this, you got this, you always died, you had other bad things in life. We, we got this, we're going to solve this, don't you worry. So it's also a lot of power in, in, in the gratitude. There's a lot of power in the gratitude. And I strongly believe that we do not have to wait to be successful, to be happy and to be grateful. I strongly believe that there's no abundance that can come to you if you don't already realize and are grateful for the abundance you already have in your life. I think that a lot of people can can take a good look at, at this. And I did it as well, right? I had my moments when when I was just thinking, oh gosh, you cannot really have an abundance before you're grateful for the abundance you already have in your life right i think that's a very important thing and um it is something that i do every day honestly it's something that i practice every day i remember to be grateful and it doesn't have to be a very big thing right just like you said write down three things and some people don't find anything because they want they want it to be big right like oh did I get a client in my business today no I haven't done that or god knows what else they 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 try to find it can be as as little as moving a finger or breathing realizing that your lungs that, that you don't have to you don't have to control your body it's functioning functioning by itself it's breathing you your heart is beating for you right mm-hmm. You don't have to do all of that. Right. So that's an example. A very little thing. Just pick a very little thing. It's a very powerful, uh, very powerful habit to have. Yeah. Start by appreciating the little things and then you move on and start taking action. Because I think when we want to move in the direction of success, we need to stop making excuses and start taking action and start moving in the direction that we want to go make a decision that to write down what your goals are and to start going after those things every single day. But if you don't get to it, find something to be grateful for. I always say that we need to be interested in our success, but invested in our learning. Wow. 
because as we learn the lessons that we learn, if we make a mistake uh, along Mm -hmm. that path are more important, the lessons that we learn from some of the setbacks in our life, if we turn them into lessons rather than complaining about them, because that's what most people do, right? When something bad happens, you know, I had this thing happen and it was a silly thing. I don't know. I was on my way from one point, one place to another. And we have these drawbridges here where I live because I live near a river and the bridge opens up for the boat to sail underneath the bridge. So I got stuck at this drawbridge and, you know, I could have sat there and go, yeah, no, this is terrible. I'm stuck here behind this. I'm going to be late to my, where I want to be. And this is going to screw up my whole day. Or I just kind of took a deep breath. I reframed it. And I said, you know, I get to sit here. I'm in a nice air conditioned car. It's hot and muggy outside. I get to watch this huge boat that actually I got to watch go underneath the bridge as it opened up and sail by and listen to a little bit more of the podcast that I was listening to at the time. And I even popped on and did a Facebook live right in the middle of it. And I just said, I'm not going to let that screw up my day. I'm not going to let that ruin my day. I'm going to learn to appreciate those things. So just like, you know, the story about the little red ants that are biting at us, you know, we can have two ways of looking at them. We can look at them in like, oh, these are so annoying. And of course, yeah, yeah, maybe they are. But we can also look at them and be in awe of the fact that look what they do. And look, they're so tiny. And yet they're not afraid of me who's like, you know, hundreds of times larger than they are. So it's all in the way we we look at things. So I I really, I really like that. Yeah. I I also love uh, the way Wayne Dyer says it. I discovered him a long time ago and resonated with him uh, 100%. 100%. You know, I was going to talk a little bit more on success strategy today, but I think we've gone in a totally different direction, which (laughs) to me, I think it's happened for a reason. But, you know, if... Following our heart, right? Exactly. (laughs) And that's exactly what this episode was about, is following your heart and your intuition and being able to embrace what's in front of us and feel that deep connection. You know, it's kind of like when you go around and you're meeting people and I've talked about this before too, you know, you're at a party and you meet somebody and you start having a discussion with them and it's like, okay, whatever. You know, And then you move to a couple other people and then you'll start having a conversation with somebody and you'll just feel this really intense connection and you don't know why, but maybe it's kind of like you're in this bubble and the whole rest of the room disappears and there's like a, mm. a cord of light connecting you and this person. And it's just really, and it shines brighter the more that goes. And I think when we look for those connections in the world and when we find them, we focus on them. We focus on those good things in life. So I want to just take take a minute and, you know, if you're listening to this podcast right now, if you're driving, don't do this. But if you're at a place where you can just stop, and pay attention for a minute. Andrea and I are, are going to do this. And she has no idea. She's like looking at me going, what, what are we going to do? And I said, well, what I want to do is I want to just put both hands on, on your heart right now. Think of a moment in your life when you just felt truly grateful. Could be anything. You know, in Andrea's case, it could be that waking up that morning and realizing that she had her whole life ahead of her. That gift was given back. Or it could be that she woke up this morning and it was just a beautiful day. It could be anything, but to think of one moment, think of a moment that you're just truly grateful for and feel all the things you felt in that moment. 
with your eyes closed, though, see all the things that you saw. Maybe smell the things you smelled. Get your get yourself involved. But keep your hand on your heart. And as you're doing that, you can feel that heart inside you. That heart is beating. And with every beat, that gratitude is pumping through your whole body. It's pumping through the bloodstream. And you're just feeling just so wonderful and grateful. Now think of a time in your life when maybe you wanted to accomplish something and you just nailed it. You went after something. You went after the thing that was right there in front of you and you just got it. You nailed it. And you can just feel the way that you felt in that time. And as you're sitting there with your inner eyes, you know, don't say a word, but think of that thing and what color is it inside of you? And whatever that color is, I just want you to imagine that color pouring out of you just like, like the sun radiates energy and filling up the whole room around you and spreading that out to all the people in your life. And you're going to spread that joy and that wonder to all the people that you love. And once again, feel that heart beating and pumping that color through all of your veins. And at this point in time, I want you to think of maybe a problem that you might have had in your life that you need to solve. And I want you to just find yourself realizing that the answer to that problem is really right in front of you if you just think about it because you're grateful because with every problem that you have is a lesson learned and that problem that you turn into a lesson will be something that you'll sit here and be grateful for years from now andrea had a problem in her life when she was little when she was young and it was a scary thing but she can sit here today as a wonderful radiant woman who has so much to give in the world. And we're grateful to have her here on the podcast. So take one more deep breath, feel that energy, and then just go out into the world and spread that gratitude and that love to the world. So if you did this with us, I, I hope you feel good right now. How do you feel, Andrea? I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> no, I'm not actually. But I am. A, I, maybe the eyes are a little watery. <laughs> no, no, I have something in my eyes, both of them at the same time. <laughs> no, this was beautiful. It's not the first time I'm doing this exercise, but um, yeah, thank you so much for this moment. I'm hundred percent sure that the people home listening in their or listening in their car, wherever they are, if they did this with us, uh, they're not crying either. <laughs> That's good. If and if it is, it, it's just tears of joy and and, uh, and exactly. happiness. So let me make a transition here. Now, uh, we've been having this wonderful discussion, Andrea, and you know, I'm, I've got to have you back because we have, we've got to continue this and go on to so many other things. But uh, in the meantime, you haven't really told us what you do now and how people would reach out. But you know what, if people wanted to reach out, maybe hear more of your story, or maybe get some tips on how they can be more grateful in their life, or they can make a move to follow their heart to success what would be the best way to do that yes so um i'm going to start answering the first question and that is um what i'm actually doing right now which is i'm doing what i love to do and that is that i'm helping people i'm helping them create the lives and the businesses they want and and deserve and to do it with heart and to do it with gratitude and to do it with passion and out of passion and I love every single second of it. I decided to go on this path because of everything that happened to me, because I knew that even if people sometimes, myself included, before everything happened, they are um, 
acting like they have a few more lives in their purse or in their pocket. It is not so. We have only one and we must learn to respect it and love it and fully live it. I knew from the bottom of my, of my heart that I had to follow my heart. I could not stay where I was, which was stuck, which was at the job that I was not happy at, with a boss that I was not happy with, making way less than what I should have for the work that I put in. And just simply not feeling fulfilled and feeling like I'm actually following my purpose here on earth because I was not given a second chance for nothing. I'm 100% sure of that. So I'm helping now other people discover their passion and live their passion and be grateful and create a business they love because I feel like every single one of us has a life that burns bright and they have to bring it to the world and let it shine. And this is what I help people do. Andrea, this has been a great discussion. If people wanted to reach out to you, uh, what would be the best way to do that? Sure. So if people want to connect with me, they can. So um, on pretty much all social media platforms, my handle is Andrea with double E uh, dot coaching. And uh, I have a lot of events coming up. I'm mostly active on Facebook. Uh, for example, for four weeks from now, I have the one heartbeat away challenge. And I think it will be an incredible experience for people. I see a lot of transformations happening there and I would be honored to to have more guests. How would they find you on Facebook or uh, any other social sure, media? Sure, so they just have to search for profile. So just, just type in Andrea with double E, so A-N-D-R-E-E-A dot coaching. That's my handle. I will post that information and that uh, name in the uh, podcast notes to make life easier. So yes. I'm going to just ask you the question as we close out today, what I ask all my guests the first time on the show. Mm -hmm. And that's simply this, what does being purposely positive mean to you? And it fits perfectly. Purposely positive. All right. So I feel like every single one of us has a choice, right? As I told you before, we have a choice of how we're going to welcome every single day and to be purposely positive. For me, it means to decide on positivity, to decide on gratitude, to decide on welcoming every single day like it would be a miracle because it is. We just forgot it and we have to remember that. Wow. Every day is a miracle. We just forgot. Every day is a miracle. Just forgot. That, Everything yeah. is a miracle for God. That's beautiful. Andrea, thanks so much for joining us today. And I know we're definitely going to have you back so we can have another discussion and maybe go down a different path next time. But I know we're both so aligned with having people in their life uh, do what they love, because it reminds me of that old quote, if you spend every day doing what you love, then you'll never work a day in your life. I believe that. Thank you again, Andrea. Thanks so much, Tony. It was a pleasure and an honor to be here. And thank you so much. And you've been listening to Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive podcast brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. And you may be out there thinking, what do I want to do with my life? I want to do something I love. 
You can download a free resource, an ebook called Strive to Thrive, and it will help you in the direction of a purposely positive life.